Hello, this is Father Randy Sly with another installment of Day by Day, where each day we take a look at a reading from Holy Scripture found in the Daily Mass. And today is Wednesday of the 32nd week in Ordinary Time. Today is also an optional memorial for St. Albert the Great, a bishop and doctor of the church. St. Albert was a brilliant man and a great, great uh, man of God uh, that he used mightily uh, for the purposes of the church. So I'd encourage you today, as I do every day concerning the saints, to look up their biography and find out a little bit more about these great men and women that God has used throughout history to maintain the, the power and the grace, the love, and the dynamism of his church. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Two were, or ten were cleansed. Were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things that we see in our uh, the beginning of our reading is that all of the scriptures that we are currently going through uh, are taking place during a long journey from Capernaum in the northern part of Galilee, down through Galilee and then into Samaria, down through Judea and eventually to Jerusalem for the Passover. And the particular Passover that he's journeying toward is the Passover that will lead to his passion death, and resurrection. But there's a lot of activity that's going to go on along the way until we get to the triumphal entry. But uh, nonetheless, uh, he is on a journey, a purposeful uh, pilgrimage where he is going to offer himself uh, for the redemption of the world. And here he's uh, entering into a village, and it seems from the context that this village is probably on the border between Samaria and Galilee. And so right on the border, there might be kind of a, a blending of some Samaritans and some Galileans, mostly Jews, obviously. Uh, and so here we have 10 lepers. Now, the thing we have to remember, Jew or Gentile, uh, if you are a leper, you are excluded from living in the city and you have to find a place to live with the other lepers. So uh, the leper community is made up both of uh, Jewish and uh, Samaritan individuals who have a, a common problem. They have contracted leprosy and have to maintain a distance from people. And one of the things that lepers have to do, if they are coming near the town in any way, shape, or form, maybe going to beg for food or whatever, they have to cry out, unclean, unclean, and stay a distance away from other people. They've got to cross to the other side of the road. 
they have to do whatever they can to avoid getting any uh, closeness, any proximity to individuals for fear that those individuals might contract leprosy. Uh, and it's one of those things that uh, uh, disfigures the individual. Uh, they have sores. There's a lot going on in a leper. And uh, so uh, it's, it's a, an ailment that, for the most part, uh, claims a person's entire life until his mo- the moment of his death. But here we have 10 lepers, and they're meeting Jesus at the entrance to a village. They're not able to go in. They're, they're at a distance even from Jesus. But they call out. They raise their voice to him. Master Jesus, have pity on us. Have compassion on us. And uh, they're calling out for the mercy of God. And it's interesting, Jesus didn't go over. Now with another leper, he actually touched him. With these lepers, he didn't even go near them. He just called out and he said, go show yourselves to the priests. Now, at that point, nothing happened. And it's interesting that it says, as uh, as they um, were going, they were cleansed. So they first became obedient to the instruction of Jesus to go and show themselves to a priest. The purpose for that was that a priest could be one that would declare that they're cleansed, they're clean, they can now enter again into society. So they were on their way to the priests when they were cleansed. And um, one of them uh, came back glorifying God, realizing that he'd been healed. So one came back to give thanks to Jesus for being uh, the instrument of his healing. And the interesting thing that Luke point points out, he's a Samaritan. Now, in no, the normal course of life, Samaritans and Greeks do not get along. And so uh, the, the uh, Jews uh, do not like the Samaritans because uh they have intermarried. They used to have uh, some of the Jewish uh, tribes as a part of their lineage, but they'd intermarried with uh, the others from Samaria, the Gentiles that lived in that area. They adopted some pagan uh, worship practices and kind of developed a syncretized uh, religion that combined some of Judaism with some of other religions. And so Their worship was not the same. They were considered unclean by the Jews. So interestingly enough, when this one Samaritan leper came back, not only was he cleansed to enter into the community, but what Jesus said to him, stand up and go, your faith has saved you. In other words, you are now in a relationship with the living God. There was a double redemption for the Samaritan because of his grateful heart. He returned to give proper thanks and praise to the one who had been used by God and was the son of God. And in doing so, he was brought to a place of new faith in his life. So may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. You know, one of the things that I often talk about when we have scriptures relating to leprosy is that while we do not have uh, physical leprosy, uh, that for the most part, I mean, 
There are still a few cases in the world, obviously, but it's not something that's a part of the normal course of life. But all of us can have an internal leprosy where the, uh, that deadness of life can really be on the inside. One of the things that's characteristic of a leper, for example, is that their nerves are deadened and they cannot feel pain. For example, uh, a leper, if leprosy has spread to his feet, the nerves are deadened. Not only does he have sores uh, but and wounds, but he also uh, can have other things happen where he can actually step on a spike or a thorn and not even know that it's pierced his skin so he can have infection that can begin to set in, which can lead to death. Well, the same thing can happen to us. We can have spiritual leprosy where we can develop a callousness of heart and we can begin to participate in things that give us a deadness to our life. And that can be brought back from or be brought back through confession. As we go to confession, it's the place where we can find that healing, that grace that Jesus offers to those 10 lepers for their physical leprosy for our interior leprosy, we can find that same healing at uh, uh, the time of absolution. That when we are absolved, new life comes into us and we are cleansed. However, we ought to go to thanksgiving. Well, that's what the Eucharist is. That's what the Mass is. Eucharist means thanksgiving. So it's important for us not just to be forgiven, but to return in thanksgiving And at Mass, recognize the fact that he has given us grace and love and mercy, even though we don't deserve it. He does it because of his love for us. So may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.